This is a Vision Connect exclusive interview. 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 Good interview. evening, Thompson. Good evening, Marilyn. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Good to okay. hear from you too. This is Marilyn, aka the Cool Cucumber from Vision Connect, doing an interview with our one and only Denzel Thompson. Present, man. Present, you know. So. Let's start off with your eye condition. What is it? My eye condition is retinitis pigmentosa. That is is an eye condition that is hereditary. So I get this condition from my father's side of the family, which my father have the condition, but for some reason, he, he might have enjoying a better vision than me. It's one of those diseases that is degeneration. So when you reach a certain age, especially 30 and over, that's when the vision starts to deteriorate. You can have slow degeneration or you can have a quicker one. But for my case, mine, I had vision problem, but it wasn't diagnosed until I was about 30. Yeah. But I used to wear glasses before and I did my eyes. I used to go to the optician, ophthalmologist, and I never, my sight problem, I've never been picked up or anything. No matter what, as a child, I normally, you know, didn't see that well in the dark. Because mm. it's, it's a condition they call night blindness. Layman okay. term, night blindness. So. We don't see properly in the night or in the dark areas. And that's when I start to realize there is something wrong. And I thought that glasses could have fixed it. But then when I get older, you know, properly diagnosed, I realized the condition. And that's when I started to just research and see what can be done. And always the best way to try and solve it. At what age were you diagnosed with the retinal pigmentosa? Well, um, after a couple of years of having certain problems, one of the things that really brought me to be diagnosed, my vision, I could see in the day, I used to use glasses, but I had a spot in the vision. It's like a dark spot, and then when you blink your eye, it moves around. And I, I've been having it for a while, and then I said no. This is not normal. I went and I had a glasses to be changed and I just pick up the new one and then I realized I still have that dot. So I went to the doctor and check it out and they didn't like what they are seeing. So they sent me to the university hospital in Jamaica. And that's when they were running a lot of tests, giving me medication because they told me that the back of the eye was bleeding. That's why that spot was there. So, you know. They gave me medication, they did scanning, and they even did a brain scan. They tried to stop the bleeding with medication and it weren't until it self-stopped. So, prior to your loss of vision, what did you do? You went to school, regular school and stuff like that, correct? Well, growing up, I went to regular school. So I did like your preschool, your primary school, and then I did like college school, and then um, pre-secondary school. After leaving school, I realized I did start a working world. My first job was 
I was a swimming instructor. I didn't have any vision problem then. But my passion from ever since was auto mechanic. I didn't like working on small cars. I like to drive them, but I didn't like to work on them because, you know, working on cars, you have to move a lot of things to get to one little thing. But working on a truck or a tractor, you know, bigger parts, so you get to the parts easier and less pulling down. The only thing with it is the weight of the, the, the parts are normally heavier. So they're bigger and heavier. Yeah. But when I was diagnosed, before I was diagnosed, I normally do heavy duty mechanic mm-hmm. and I'd start to add problems to get timing. Like, you know, to get the timing for the engine or to get certain timing or marks to set up an engine. And I normally love to do a lot of night work. And that's when I realized I have that little challenges. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't pay it any mind. But gradually after the diagnosis, the doctor suggested to me, say, look, if you want to work for yourself, you have to change your profession. And that's when I think hard and long about it. And then I made a transition from heavy duty mechanic to doing massage therapy. So that that, that type of job is can able to me for to work and doing work with my hands and not with my vision. Okay. So um, after you started, you stopped doing auto mechanic and you started losing your vision, did you go to learn Braille and stuff like that? No, you know, being honest, I just said, well, it's a new dynamic. When you find that you're diagnosed with that situation, you try to get information. I didn't, I didn't want to fall. Look, one other thing, I... It had a stigma for persons with blind persons, how they treat them in Jamaica, how they respond to them. So because of that, I didn't want to really associate myself with the blind society. So what I did is just do my course. I could have still see to move around. I just have challenges at night to travel, but I still do at the time. So good able to able to move around and I never really take it serious to go and learn Braille or, you know, to educate myself as a visual person. Okay. Is when now my vision start to go more and more and they were telling me about JAWS and the computer. But you know, with the age and it was a challenges and I was saying, hey, it's going to take a toll on me. So. I was as comfortable doing my massages as a massage therapist and not to really educate myself as a blind person. Mm-hmm. But uh, my vision, I, I still can glimpse now, but I do have to use a cane mm-hmm. to move around to prevent me from getting in an accident. So, you know, it helps you to know where you're going, how to get there, the road condition, or, you know, changing any condition on the roadway or where you're traveling to. One so, time I could have just easily see, but now, you know, it's a bit more challenges now. So you taught yourself mobility? Yes, I know in a sense. One of the thing is, I have a small son at the time. I have a, I have a son, and when he was younger, 
anomalies having to assist me doing stuff especially at night but mm-hmm. gradually when i i realized that it's getting older one and two my vision is getting poorer what i did is i met up with this lady one day just at the bus approach her to be a potential client of mine because i was just trying to get clientele for myself and i met her and she introduced herself said that she worked with society for the blind of jamaica and she was saying to me if you have a vision problem you're supposed to be using a cane and you're supposed to be making better choices so she introduced me and said that i need to be registered one two i need to learn to be using a cane before the vision start get bad and then it can give a mobility that i can travel on my own at nights and that's how i get the training from her the mobility movement yeah okay so now you say you have a son yes yes i'm a single dad i'm a single parent i have a teenager son and i've been raising this child from his about three months I've been a single parent, not all the time, but you know, the mother comes and goes at that time. But I'm normally a full-time single parent. Okay. So, what were your challenges with raising a child as a visually impaired person? Well, one of my greatest challenges raising my son. Because I have a deterioration of the vision. I wasn't having much challenges just to provide and to get a job. That's why I, I go into the field of, you know, mm-hmm. massage therapy. So I could be employed. Mm-hmm. You know, working for persons. And you realize just working for another person, that is where the problem starts lies. You know, you have a cap on the way they treat persons. It was nice to me. And, you know, especially they were been talking to me down to me about my vision problem so that's when i said i need to be self-employed so anyway i do teach my son everything so i do get assistance from my son mm-hmm. okay well that's positive okay so what words of encouragement would you have to anybody who may have had sight at one time and then lost it or anybody who's visually impaired what in- words of encouragement would you give them uh, on a whole well look a uh, person would, when you find out you have a vision problem one the first thing you need to do is to learn to accept it for me it took me a time to really fully accept it and make the necessary change but I did to make the changes quicker that's one two never stay too long in self-pity you're not less of a person you still can be a productive person a person who can contribute so you always try to maximize and never try to isolate yourself i'm just proud of what you're doing 
you know, because you have persons with visual impair, you don't pay in one sector. Because you have persons are computer specialists or in the IT section. Because, you know, you have the heads and you have the top back. So we try to, it, as a person with vision problem, you try to educate yourself or try to get knowledgeable of these devices that can assist us to do things. So, I mean, never give up and just try to be positive and productive at all times. Well, I want to thank you, Mr. Thompson, for your time and for doing the interview with me. Sure. You're welcome, man. It's my pleasure. 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 It's my pleasure.